0: This week, I went um, another deep dive into a particular area, um, boarding school syndrome, with one of the world's leading experts, Nick Duffel. Um, now, at this point for many, it would be you've either been to boarding school, had a brother or sister, or been a parent of somebody who's been to boarding school, or this might be something just completely foreign and alien to you and you'd think, what, why would I be interested in this? As we found in this podcast, to understand boarding school syndrome or boarding school survivorship is to understand one of the core fundamental elements of the British psyche. And when I say the British psyche, that also spreads across what was the empire and is now the Commonwealth, and so has a significant impact upon a lot of the world that we see today. And to understand boarding school syndrome is also to understand a very clean and clinical example of early developmental trauma and the splitting, um, to create a survival self, a survival personality from, from what Nick refers to as our, our, our inner indigenous, our natural self. And then to understand how that much later in life can become a real beautiful gift. So in this podcast, uh, Nick explains the, the, the history behind boarding schools. He's quite the psycho historian. Um, we talk about the mechanics and dynamics of boarding school, school syndrome and how that's formed in early life and then how that then plays out as ex-boarders then go into the adult world. Uh, we discuss normalization and how As he says, fish can't see the water that they swim in and how key issues within our society we don't see because we're in and amongst them. We then have a really interesting discussion about what happens when the wheels come off and there is the inevitable collapse of this survival personality that has really been created by a very young child, whether it's eight, nine or 10. And so there's a certain amount of inevitability about that. And then what needs to happen in terms of retraining in later life. From this, we then further go into the wider implications on the British psyche and leadership and culture and how that spread across the world. And that's where it gets really fascinating. Look, this topic is, 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 is quite a not very well-known topic. And the first thing that springs to mind, and we discuss this, is... How can you link a syndrome or a trauma to a, uh, a, a privileged opportunity, a privileged education? And, and, and we talk about that. And, and Nick gives some very good reasons why it's worth entertaining this. And, and entertaining this topic, not just as a research for somebody who went to boarding school, but anybody who, who lives in, uh, within the Commonwealth. So enjoy, Nick. Hello and welcome back to WA Real. I'm your host Bryn Edwards. Today we have the privilege of my guest, Nick DeFell. Nick, welcome to the show. Thank you very much Bryn. So um, for the, um, for listeners today, what we're going to dive into is the impact of attending boarding schools. And not just on the individual, but also society as large and how that has impacted things. Nick is a psychotherapist um, and written many books on the topics and appeared in many documentaries. So Nick, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks very much. That's it's great to give me a chance to appear in Western Australia without having to leave my leave <laughs> yeah. my, my chair yeah. here. I'm in Southwest France where it's ridiculously hot. And uh so, we're going to have a conversation about what's now being called boarding school syndrome. Mm. So in the beginning, I, 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 it wasn't my invention, that word, it was a colleague of mine, Joy Chavarin. Yes. Uh, I started talking about boarding school survivors. Yes. And I did that deliberately. It's just kind of shocked people. So, people think wait a minute, you have to survive this costly privileged education? Exactly. Yeah. So, just before we dive into
0: it, one of the questions I always like to ask my guests, especially when they are you know, particular experts like yourself, is: Why was this important to you?
1: Well, I mean, you know, the thing about life, I find, is that that at the time you don't know why something's important to you. You end up sort of working a particular subject, and that only becomes clear on. In retrospect, so anything I say now uh, is not going to explain it. But I, wh- what I could say is that because my family moved around a lot mm. uh, after the, uh, this was, you know, in the 50s when I, I, I went to my first boarding school, I mean, I you know, I was always going to go to a, an English public school because my father was a boy from Hackney which for those of you down under don't know where that is. that's It used to be the poor part of London. It's now the place where those guys with the beards and the wax, wax right. moustaches live. You know, very, what do you call them? Hipsters. Hipsters, that's yeah. right. So so my father would turn in his grave to see what's happening in Hackney now. But it was like, that was like, you know, it was the East End, it was the Wild West or the Wild East. And his main ambition was to get out of there. and. And during the war, he met a posh girl, my mother, and so he was a grafter, and he was going to make sure that his children, you know, got into the middle classes, had the right kind of accents, because in Britain, accent is very important. We Mm. we won't make any comment about accents in Australia, guys. (laughs) Don't worry, I'm not going to go there. Yeah. And. Uh, and so there was, he, 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 he had an investment program going from the time I was born. <clears throat> but actually, I was sent to, uh, I was at a British Army school in, in Germany, and here come accents again. Every term I came back with a different accent, because, depending on what regiment was in. And it, apparently the story goes, when I came back with a Geordie accent, my father said, enough is enough. We have to send him to boarding school now. And the firm paid for me to go early at the age of eight. And I went to a school that was, it wasn't in Germany and it wasn't in England, it was in Switzerland and was, uh, had been sort of commandeered by the military and it was full of American kids, uh, sergeant and officers. So I actually went to an American school in, in, in Switzerland Hmm. And I did all my separation from my parents there because it was 300 miles away. But it was a, it was a, a very benign place. And, and, and it, was, uh, it wasn't full of bullying and abuse and stuff like that. And then I got sent back to an English prep school for a year and then to an English public school. So by the time I got there at English public school at 13, I was well used to board, boarding. And I could not believe what was happening in the English boarding school, all these rules and how you could get into trouble if you had your jacket buttons undone mm. and the fact that children were getting beaten and stuff like this. So it was very shocking for me. So I already had, uh, an idea in my head. It doesn't have to be done like this. Yes. <clears throat> and then as a young man, um, I spent a couple of years teaching in a boarding school actually in India. And I was very bewildered. Why was everybody in India so nice to me? Because I was an Englishman and I knew the colonial history. Why were they all so nice? And I couldn't figure it out. And it took me years and years and years and sort of like 25 later, years later, I realized that we'd sort of defeated the Indians from the inside. because We only had a handful of people out there. What we'd made them kind of new boys, stupid boys who didn't know anything. Yeah, and put them at the bottom of the, uh, the, of, 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 of the pecking order. And, 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 and they'd accepted it, because if the psychological trance that the English are so good at people putting people into is strong enough, you end up accepting it. Hmm. And, and so, I mean, it's a, it's a long story, but I had a couple of breakdowns, because I, I was a big rebel and I, I went to Oxford, then I became a carpenter. Broke my father's heart, and then I had a breakdown in my thirties, and then one a little later, and then I, I went into therapy as a client, and eventually, I trained to become a therapist. Yeah, mostly I fell in love with a woman on the training course, but, but <laughs> that's another story. Uh, but and and then finally, you know, in 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 um, in 1989, my qualifying thesis, I wrote something about boarding schools. And I showed it to my father, who was on his deathbed, and he said, for God's sake, don't show it to your mother. Yeah. And you see, then, then I started to realize, yes, well, my mother had been a boarder. She'd boarded from five years old. Wow. And so she hadn't, didn't have a hope of being a proper mother, really. Hmm. Because this is a transgenerational problem. What we've yep. got in, in, in Britain is we've got people who have boarded families who've had boarding over centuries and centuries and boarding involves psychologically breaking the child's attachments yes and that becomes a transgenerational problem and, and, and the level of anxiety about that runs throughout the british psyche actually
0: mm. and we're going to we're going to dive into the impact on the British psyche and the empire and everything a little bit later. Um, before we go a bit further into what boarding school syndrome is and sort of the mechanics and dynamics of it. This, and I suppose I must be transparent in this as well, I too went to a boarding school. Um, I went to a prep school at the age of eight in Leamington Spa yep. and I was a weekly boarder from eight to 13, and then from 13 to 18, I was a termly boarder until I was 18. Um, interestingly, yeah, my, my, I do actually have a chat with my parents before doing this conversation, and you know, I know that they made the best decision that they thought they were making at that point in time, much like your father. Interestingly, I was never more than probably a 45, 50 minute drive from home but, yeah. but it, it, it could have been... Sometimes
1: that's, worse. Sometimes that's worse, isn't it? Yeah,
0: it could have been 45, 50 hours. It really didn't matter. Anyway, yeah. so for somebody listening to this now, before we deep dive into it, um, one of the most difficult thing things is even to talk about, have a subject like boarding school syndrome because it's how can you guys who had this privileged upbringing you know with with the prestige and everything that surrounds it and and now then tell me that there's a syndrome or there's a problem or there's a trauma around that how have you managed to reconcile that in even gaining the space to have the discussion let alone getting into the mechanics of what it is which we'll do in a minute
1: well okay i've got a variety of ways to answer that first thing is you know please take a look at the English upper classes and 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 royal family and if you can find more dysfunctional people on on the planet I'd be interested to hear about it because these people are the most privileged but they also the dysfunction in the in in the british upper classes is some it's to seem to be delete but believed the alcoholism the rate of marriage failure the inability to parent people who have constantly over generations subbed out the parenting to nanny Mm -hmm. and to boarding school and you know prince charles was said never to have been touched by his mother good lord yeah Good luck. You know, this is you know, it, it, and this is normalised. And the second thing is the whole, the whole business about normalisation. What you've got with the boarding school culture is you've got uh, a, 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 an educational and social problem with with in, an enormous psychological fallout. And w- what you're saying is correct. We tend not to look at the psychological. F- fallout because we see it in terms of a sociological and educational thing and you see ever since the enlightenment the disciplines of sociology and politics and psychology have been very separate so we've never studied them together you know when i published my first job book it was a hell of a job knowing where to put it on the shelf it's called the making of them by the way and it's a bargain and amazon uk have got it I don't know if they've got it in Australia but or our website's got yeah. it. Anyway. And um, so y- y- you've got this this thing that when something is socially normalized, you don't see it anymore. Mm. It's like where I live in Southwest France, everybody eats between 12 and 2, right? No work takes place between 12 and 2. If you want to eat at 3, you are a social outcast. Yes. Yeah. So Completely normalized that no one thinks it's it's weird Yeah Now the same goes goes for in Britain that most of the people think if you've got the money Give your children the best start you can do that means get them out of the family and into an institution And it's so completely normalized that we are like in Britain and in the colonies and the ex-colonies sorry chaps i know you don't like that word but you know that's the history um the the the, you've got the situation with boarding school normalized and it's like it's like fish don't see water anymore you know Mm. it's just where it's just how it is (coughs) so so it's a normalized phenomena and normalization psychoanalytic terms is is a defense mechanism that operates in groups yeah it's a kind of emperor's clothes syndrome you know everyone's the emperor with clothes on because they're expecting to whereas back to southwest france where i'm here people when i say i study this 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 issue people say well what's the matter with you english why do you have children if you want to send them away And I say, well, I can't answer that one. You know, it's a big, yeah. it's, well, I can take time, but it's, it's, yeah. it's, you see, then you have, then you have to explain it w- with history. And w- with what I, what I, I now you introduce me as a psychotherapist. You're right. But I'm, I, I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty long in the tooth these days. So I now describe myself mostly as a psycho historian, right? And look at the psychological history of things and it goes back a long way in britain and it certainly in england this habit of sending used to be the squire away you know in the medieval, middle ages we used to send the squires away into someone else's household to grow up to break yeah. them from the family culture and then it's been used very very successfully in 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 canada with the, with the native people to break them from their natural language which yeah is, you know, their Indian languages and their religion, and what I call the, 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 the natural language of the person, which is emotions and sexuality. So, in it happened the same in Australia, you know, there's, there's been a war on what I call the inner indigenous yes. through the boarding school culture. Wow, yes. Yes. And I, it's, very it's very successful, it's very successful.
0: Yeah, I I can see that, how, and I'm sure we're going to go further into it in a minute, this idea of, it's just even the fact that you've used the word break three times.
1: Yes. It's
0: almost like a horse.
1: (laughs) Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. The, The origins of it, when I went into the origins, you look at, there's a school of what, well, on the continent, it's called pedagogy, which is, is not a subject that exists actually in, in, in the British academia. Pedagogy yeah. doesn't exist because it's a study of how to raise children. And actually, basically, we give, it, we give children to nanny. Yeah. And so, but it, it comes from, a, 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 it, people probably know the, 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 the popular psychological works of Alice Miller, where she looks at what she calls poisonous pedagogy the idea that you would devise systems to break the will of the child. And then the child could be made. Before that, they were unmade, which is why my book is called The Making of Them. Yes. And my, my training for therapists is called The Unmaking of Them. Even at that point there, the idea that, you know, So
0: I get the sort of mental image of, of like a seed and a sapling wanting to grow in its natural form. And then somebody yes. almost putting splints on it to make it grow in different directions to, yes. to, fit, to fit the will of man and to fit the will of society rather than allowing the seed to take its course as nature intended.
1: Yes, you're right. It's, I mean, that, and that's back to sociology again. That's called socialization. Yes. That actually you breed the kind of people you want into the, in the society. And that's what I'm saying earlier. To really understand this phenomenon, you've got to look through a series of different lenses. And then you end up with the psychological one because actually you realize if you take a child away from its parents and break the attachments, if you raise them in an institution where there is always bullying and abuse, you cannot get that out of institutions no matter what kind of uh, you know, uh, safety measures you put in place. It's that, that and, and if you then have um, rule-bound institutions where the child is constantly afraid of breaking the rules or tempted mm-hmm. to, it's the same thing, you will develop a character that's very strategic, always trying to, you know, get away with stuff, doing the work, re- it really is out for number one, but can live in groups at the same time. Yes. Yeah. But you're going to end up with some very serious problems because when that person leaves and ends up in a family and, and tries to run intimate relationships, they've become a very kind of private person, really very strategic with quite a lot of anxiety underneath, which here's the added bit. Through the, with the English public school system, you've got very heavy expectations on you to succeed, to function, and a very big investment. And the child knows the parent is paying a lot of money. It's very important for the parent. Yes. So the internal pressure on the person is vast. And that's where it's different from all other kinds of, uh, of traumatic situations. And the whole thing boarding itself, we are now seeing is a trauma. It fits into the developmental trauma, and the trauma. Uh, my colleague who who invented boarding school syndrome as a word uh, was looking at people who were traumatized at boarding. But you have to go a step further. Boarding itself is a trauma.
0: Is a trauma, even if it's you trauma. didn't end up being abused or s- strung up upside down from the you know the second floor of the boarding house, or or exactly, yeah.
1: Exactly. I mean, you know, certainly in my case, nothing very bad happened to me. But actually, yeah. the whole experience was just so shocking, yeah. especially after I'd come from a benign boarding school into that English one. that, And the whole loss of my parents, you know, I remember at, at 11, my aim, my, my, or 12, I think it was, I wanted to be an orphan. That's what I, I dreamt of being. Oh, I've imagined myself fantasized as an orphan. And I look back and I think that must have been making, trying to make sense of the fact that I felt entirely alone. Christ. I could not discuss the experience with my parents. They hadn't been through it. I could not disappoint them. Yeah. And so a lot of people take it and it goes like very, very, you become very alone in life. And yet, you were able to, to be in a group, put on a brave face, you know, function quite confidently, get the yeah. right accent. Tell Not them everybody. Them. Not everybody. Yes. Because then I, I, I divide boarding school survivors into three very broad brush ca- categories. The compliers, the ones who said it never did me any harm and go on and get busy making it success. You know, the David Camerons yeah. and the Boris Johnsons of this world and the Tony yep. Blair's. The second group is the rebels, Yes, like me, you know, I went, went to Oxford and then became a carpenter. Yep. Quite difficult to work with, rebels, uh, and then there are there, 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 some who get, I call the crushed, and some people did get crushed by it. Yes. So I, I say the body school survivor, what he has to do, he has to erect what I call, or she, so so it happens to get to do girls as well let's not forget them hmm. has to erect a plausible strategic survival personality and in the absence of parents that is both your identity but also a kind of internal parent that you bond to that looks after you yeah and it's very yeah. frightening for people to hear this the compliance think if the, if you sort of suggest that a complier is survival they get very angry with you in survival mode because that is a threat to survival but some children are already quite poorly attached or damaged when when they come and they can't put up a a, 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 a plausible survival personality and you probably remember kids like this they get bullied to shit at boarding school
0: yeah they do they do they were yeah they drew attention more often than not and so yeah you you create this new person and you split from your true self to this new
1: self and or multiple uh, self multiple selves hmm. i remember it could be anybody you know yeah i it's
0: interesting you you're talking about being an orphan i was always drawn like, well, like many boys are always drawn to uh, the character James Bond. But one of the things I particularly liked about James Bond was he was all on his own.
1: Yeah, he didn't have uh, like yeah. Good. that's good. And, and,
0: some... and he yeah. was, and he was, and it was that was particularly what it was about. And I always thought it'd be fun to be different
1: people and have different things. So- well, Make very, very good actors, ex public school men. Well, yes. Yeah,
0: or spies. I always fantasize about being a spy.
1: Spies, yeah
0: hmm so um can you just 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 to set the context for this can you step through almost like the the journey that a that somebody who goes to public school will go through and then almost like psychologically what are the steps that happen and how this you know strategic survival persona comes about and then i suppose the question i'll ask you afterwards is how that then plays out into adult life just so we understand the sort of mechanics and dynamics of it
1: yeah it's a very very good question bren and, and it's it's it is very interesting to think like that because it's particularly important right at the beginning the very first day is a very 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 important because you the the child uh, you know, what kind of preparation does a child get for this? And um, I mean, it partly depends. Certainly in my mother's case, my mother uh, told me what tremendous fun it was going to be. It was all going to be pillow fights and midnight feasts. Yeah. And so I was very ill prepared. And then I remember when my mother left, she waited till I was busy and then I turned around. I was elsewhere focused. I didn't get to say goodbye to her. And I, I you know, when you look back and realize that she, she wasn't going to be able to handle the emotion of that because mm. you've got a parent who's a border. When they drop you off, they are both the parent who's abandoning and the parent who's setting you on this brave elitist start but also they become the child who's being sent away yes because it's all resonating in their own psyche because it will never have been completed
0: yeah be true so to
1: it's very, yeah it's a very complex mix so when people I mean any boarding school for survivors there if you you know if you listen to this talk and you think you want to go confront your parents I mean be cautious because they mm. may not be ready it, if they if boarders themselves it'll be very difficult because their boarding child is still kind of a lo- psychologically still alive you see that's the thing the parts in the psyche are still alive yes yeah. and and then the other thing is that the, like you said we both said we know our parents were doing what they thought was the best thing so the sort of the, the guilt feelings and the defense against guilt is enormous so it, it it's it's very often it's not the great rapprochement that people are hoping for. So there you got the child, child coming uh, from its family, where more or less every every you know all the child's whims were taken care of, or you know maybe you slept at home with the light on or something like this. You know, yes, mummy tucked you up every night, and, and and then you're going into an institution. And its institution might have a history, a history of 50, 100 years, 200 years. Yeah. It's, it's got plus. these big wooden, wooden plaques up with gold lettering with the various captains of house or stuff yeah. like this. It's totally meaningless to the new, new boy or new girl. Yeah? Yeah. But it's, it, it, you know, it's a big deal there. And then you're dropped there. And you it, 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 it it's like what happens is one of my colleagues wrote an article about this. He called it violence at the threshold. So it's like you go over a threshold, and it's a terribly emotional violent thing for the child to step from one world to the other, yeah, completely alone. Yeah. Mm. Now even if the teachers, the adults running the place, who, for those who don't know, are actually quite few compared to the number of children, even if they're, if, if they're good-natured, benign, et cetera, the other children are a threat. Yes. And the other children are a threat for very precise reasons. And it's because they're afraid and abandon themselves. Mm and the first rule when you cross that threshold is don't show you missing your mommy otherwise you're weak otherwise you're weak otherwise you're a whim, or whatever it is and
0: then all the attention will start to swirl around that and that's the attention you don't
1: want it's the attention you don't want and a ab- and everybody's reinforcing that let's not it, it, we, it, let's not blob we used to call it in my day don't, don't otherwise I mean this is not voiced but this is implicit very strong otherwise we're all gonna blob <laughs> yeah 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 yes. so then what the group does this is where the violence also kicks in is the group picks on the people who are who are least together and you know you know, say, Oh yeah, let that one be the whim," Because here's the way, here's the way that's, that's psychologically, that's called dissociation. I dissociate from my feelings. Yeah. And the way dissociation work, cause this is, you know, it, it, it's a classic psych psychotherapeutic psychoanalytic mechanism, but I didn't understand it fully until I understood it in the boarding school context. The dissociation works like this. If I have to disown my vulnerability, because that's what we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Missing mummy. That means in the end, I can't admit missing mummy. That means all in the end, all of my vulnerability is taboo. Yeah. yeah? It comes from that immediately. Yes. I'm not going to be the weak one. I will not be the, the vulnerable one. To help that mechanism work psychologically, we look over there. Oh, Bryn's got a little tear in his eye at this moment. He's feeling a bit, oh, yeah, let Bryn be the weak one. I'm not the weak one. Bryn is the weak one, yeah? Or how yeah. it works on the political system. I am not the incompetent one. Jeremy Corbyn is the incompetent one. Uh, I there don't know you if go. you followed that. In you but they bullied him remorselessly. For two years, they bullied him. And what happens if you get bullied that much? You start to believe it. You start to feel it. Yes. You cannot withstand that group pressure because people, you're in these institutions for, what are the terms? 10-week terms? 12-week terms?
0: Yeah, or Michaelmas terms like, what, 14, 15 weeks? and, And it's 10 to 12, and summer is 10 to 12. Yeah, how many Michaelmas terms did you do,
1: Bryn? uh 11 yeah you see that is an eternity yes the child it's an eternity it is so these things stick you know Mm. what happens if you go to one school you make a slight mistake you mispronounce something or something like that oh it'll stick with you for life there
0: well for the the next yeah your life of that school
1: yeah that's right
0: absolutely and I remember having conversations with people about, um, it was subsequent to being at school. People would ask me about, you know, was there much fighting in your school? Because um, it was all bore school. And the answer was no.
1: No.
0: Because the way it would work is that um, you would, the way I describe it is everybody put their armor up and there'd be this constant in the dorms all day, every day. Because there is no remorse. There is no let-up. The only let-up you had was in the toilet cubicle. That yes. was it. Well, that this is it.
1: important. Go, go slowly here, Bryn, because people don't know this. It's like, the difference is, in a day school, you go home to your bed and you're safe, even if yes. it was a bullying in the playground. In boarding school, it's not the case, is it? it it's just all day, every day.
0: The yeah i mean the only place you have to yourself um pretty much is well certainly in the younger years <clears throat> is is a toilet cubicle and, and yeah I, I recall sitting there for like 10 20 minutes at a time just to go even as a young boy but um there would everyone would have their shields up and you would be constantly tapping just every day we would do it on each other's shields. And every now and again, you'd find something, a little chink and then you keep tapping and you keep tapping and then everyone else would join you and join you. And then that little chink would turn into a crack and and it would just carry on and carry on and carry on. And this might go on for a couple of days and it was just, uh, it'd carry on and carry on. And then finally, if you if you were, taken to a place where the chink in your armor got to a place that you got angry and you lashed out and through punches you lost and it didn't it didn't matter whether you were the recipient of the blows it really didn't matter whether you copped a black eye it, it, it didn't it didn't matter because you'd won and they'd lost and that's how it worked it was yeah. fighting was the was yeah weakness
1: yes yeah, so you don't lose control you yes. see you don't you you the if when i went into the origin of this what that's the, behind i see that psycho historically there was a big project in britain which really got going after the french revolution and the the european enlightenment is that we had to raise rational men yeah or even the girls had to become rational men and you had a big problem with raising rational men because you start as a child, which is by nature, irrational, emotional, messy. yeah, And under the, under, in the world of the mother. So that's where the boarding school scored. You took them out of the world of the mother and raised them in this hyper-rational education. You, you probably remember, you know, you're not taught to be emotionally intelligent or even emotionally literate in these schools and the body has to do with sport. Yeah. That's what the body's about. Yes. And and then there's this bizarre kind of, you know, we've got the, you've got the, you've got the, the rationality from the mind, the body's to do with sport and a strange kind of religion, which no one really believes. Correct. And, and that is that's known as the, the finest education in the world. Yeah, and actually, it's rubbish. rubbish. <laughs> it really, is rubbish. You have to you you, know, you have to come out of these places. I'm afraid, folks. You have to totally retrain yourself. You have to retrain mm. your mind. You have to retrain your body. You have to retrain your your emotions. You have to retrain your spirituality. You mm. have to retrain your sexuality. That's five things you have to retrain, because actually it affects you in all those dimensions in your life Mm. and and the sooner you find out this is going on the better as soon as you find out the problems of being a father or a husband are are linked to boarding school uh and how you were trained you know it doesn't mean you're a total shit it doesn't mean that your partner is is a nag bag it actually means you had the worst training in the world for intimate relationship and family life even though you may have a voice and a good job yes yeah
0: yeah and you also can't work out why you know i'm going away to work to do the thing to provide for everybody what why is it you why is that
1: not enough (laughs) Yeah, yeah that's right then you get very defensive about it oh very much so and and defensiveness is the worst thing in relationships You just you end up digging yourself in, digging yourself in.
0: So to to go back where we were before, um we have the you know the violence of the threshold, we have the we have the trauma, we have the the splitting, uh and then we create this strategic survival persona.
1: Strategic survival personality, I call it. Yeah, but it is a persona, you're right, yes.
0: Yeah, and then that is very much a distinct um, self and identity, yes. beliefs, yes. values, way of thinking and behaviors that is distinctly different to what was your true self and where you yes. were. Yes, and it has it.
1: different characteristics. So some people might have been a, you know, the survival personality might be a sort of winner, the head of house type or, you know, the yes. or the, the sports athlete. Other, others might have been you know, an ice alert or something. Some people like a, with the clown. A lot of look at the British comedians of, of, of the of the seventies and eighties. You know, they were all ex public school guys. you yes. know re- Refined clowns. You know, they. You know, wits doing that. Right. They all got. The, you know, Tim Brooke Taylor said on his first day, he went through this threshold. he dis- d- d- discovered you could make somebody laugh. This is like day one. He said, I'll just keep doing that. And, yeah, you know. Yeah, because it's not
0: going to get that unnecessary attention, is it?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's eases the way forward. So, even uh, unfortunately, being a bully or even the victim of the bully is some kind of s- survival role. Yeah, mm. and the problem is the problem is psychologically once we've we've designed something that you like the eight-year-old self designs a protecting self, and the problem is you keep running it, you know, until you're fifty. Yeah, if you're lucky, and you you find it starts failing in your forties, and actually that's a very good sign, although it seems to be a catastrophe for a lot of people. But it's a very good sign because you you don't want it to be lasting into your seventies. I can tell you. Yeah, and I'm go- I'm
0: going to ask that's you about. I'm yeah. going to ask you about that in, in a sec because um, I think the other thing that um, is worth pointing out is that this this trauma of Leaving mum and dad, mm. although the the first day is the worst. It it's not a one-off thing. It happens no. every single time you go back yeah. from home to school, yep. and it That's and then it leaves you in this very displaced state, where what is actually home and what is what and and you know That's I just remember the leading up to the days of the end of holidays, just with dread. I I, I still to this day, when I see adverts, even here in Australia, you know, end of term, get your, get your stationery and those sort of things, those adverts would start to come on the TV and they would just make me angry as a child. And I still hate them today. Cause that signified end of holidays going back to this place.
1: Yeah, I used to get it Sunday evenings and and the beginning of September, I used to get, to my stomach the beginning of September Mm. and you're right you see you talked to you mentioned the word splitting earlier and and, in splitting is a sort of a colloquial word in therapy used for dissociation where the self splits so you show one side and another side is hidden sometimes even from from yourself yes you see the the whole structure of this boarding school thing it it is supporting this because you have a child that's at home and a child that's at school—they're completely different the environments. Are so different, and you're shuttling from one to the other, um, and, and, and over many, many, many years. So it supports this splitting, and uh, you—you—you—you—you you, you spend a lot more time at, the, at school than at home. Uh, so you—you you spend your time at home at school longing to get home and then when you get home it ultimately it's it's very disappointing and you actually you know you 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 have to you're counting off the days until you go back again so this does something very strange about time in the psyche about Mm. about um where you root it um uh you know i Mm. i'm still can't stand packing you know i mean you know i had years of therapy i still when it's time to pack i go a bit panicky Mm. you know lucky i know what it is yes but i still do it yes yeah very deeply embedded you see gets embedded in the body very true
0: and so after years and years and years of this How do we describe the person that is released into the world?
1: Well, what you, I mean, there's a variety of these persons, but I see one of the most common one is someone who knows how to function and is very good at having tea with elderly aunts or something like this. But Underneath is running an enormous amount of anxiety. And that anxiety is not very often not known to the self. Yes. So, so you will take things like bad digestion, things like that, as normal, um, and be, because a lot of it goes into the body, hmm. and and you and, and the typical boarding school survivor is quite at home by now with having one outside face and and another sort of internal reality. Yep, but very often does not know that the anxiety that they're running on is not normal or hasn't even recognized the anxiety
0: because it's just That's
1: most common. It's very normal. hard to recognize it it's just normal yeah and and so the sort of thing and it, relationship it often comes out so so one of the things that goes on is that let's say people report um partner calls calls boarding school survivors name out and immediately he's on the defensive yeah <laughs> what have i done <laughs> yeah yeah so and one of the things is you lose the inability to distinguish situations of threat from situations of, of intimate intimate meeting yes that is that is very very bad news in intimate relationships
0: Hmm.
1: so your wife is immediately you know you might she she's automatically classified as the enemy first because you know the old parts of the brain are wired for danger and we lose what uh, there's a very brilliant Neuroscientist called Stephen Porges in America, who's who's got something. Uh, his inventions, with well, not his invention, he describes the 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 the, the way the nervous system functions. He he calls it the social engagement system. So we're always scanning for safety in other people's eyes and faces. And there's a lot of blood and muscles, you know, nerve endings, huge amount in the face. And people who've had developmental trauma or long-term abuse stop sending signals with their faces, stop sending blood into their faces, and stop reading correctly facial signals. Wow! And he says boarding school survivors are amongst these. And mm. it could be the origin of what we call the stiff upper lip in Britain. Yes. yeah. There's more to it than just a saying. And that is completely autonomic, you see. That, that's not about how you how you behave, that's just who you are now. And and th- that gets embedded in different levels, you know, in, in the nervous system functioning. Similarly, I mean, we're in a very interesting place these days in psychotherapy world because we're starting to get, linking up now with neuroscience and, and getting mm-hmm. these pictures of the brain. So we discovered that the brain that, the mind that dissociated, dissociates, shows a fragmented picture actually in the brain now. Yeah. Uh, It can be seen with MRI scanners. And we know that something happens uh, with memory. I mean, the work of Dan Siegel is worth checking out here. So you know that if if you've experienced sort of repetitive trauma with no one to turn to, which is what developmental trauma is called. Yeah. Then you log that trauma in, in, a, in the wrong place in the memory. You log it in the same place where you log things like riding a bicycle. Wow. See, so like when you get on a bicycle, you don't have to every time think, oh, how do I ride a bicycle? No, you right. just get on and you remembered it. So you tend to store trauma now in that sort of place. So it's you go right. into situations, yeah. And yes, it's not just
0: a habit, it's a conditioning.
1: It's a condition. It's like the eight-year-old trauma is still alive there. You know, you've only got to go, I don't know what it, what what's your bag, Bryn, but for some people, it's like floor polish, you know, institutional J's fluid or something like that, some smell, and woof, Your back being eight with all those memories, you know. Yeah. Not necessarily memories, but the feelings, the anxiety is there, and that's coming out of the way the memory is stored. Mm, mm,
0: and that's certainly, yeah that makes sense it goes from just a habit
1: into something so much deeper well yes then it's then it's quite structural you see mm. without i mean I, I, maybe
0: maybe this is because i i go in I, I probably resonate with the um compliant out of the three of you your 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 types you gave us earlier on um it's easy for us to look at all the 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 negative aspects which we did and and there's a lot plenty more in this discussion to go yet but there are some i mean we have to recognize some of the 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 benefits of this as well and what would you say they are well they've got incredible
1: facilities Yeah. yeah so you 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 know um and certainly in britain a lot of the schools are, are, are quite wealthy so they've got fantastic grounds and and you've got the you know you've got a captive audience so you can really train a child to do well at things like sports or hobbies or, or theater and stuff like that because they're not getting distracted they're not spending their whole you know the rest of their time looking at their iphone or something or tv or whatever uh, so it's a very sort of it's very concentrated time. Yes. And 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 so um, and you could do things that you might not. You know, I mean, I, I did a I did a I did a little bit of rowing at my public school, and when I got when I got to Oxford, and I, I, even in Oxford, the standard of rowing was way lower than what I was used to at school. Yes. So you've you, you, you've got that sort of that sort of very upmarket performance stuff that 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 goes on in those schools, which is hard to replicate. Mm. Now
0: you talk about concentrated because yeah, I guess going into the workplace um, over the last twenty odd years, I've I've always had this ability to out-concentrate most people in meetings. Uh, you know, the distractibility seems to go in no time where I can maintain concentration for a long period of time. I could never understand why everybody else couldn't do the same as well.
1: Well, we have um, a name. In, yeah, so, sorry, go on. Yeah, go on. No, we have a name for that. in you know, we, we call it timetabling. Yes. It's... It's because when you're at boarding school, there isn't any free time. Or if there's free time, it's down on the timetable. It's an hour and a half after lunch on Sunday or something like this. It's right? so true. And, and, and so you're always on a timetable. So you you, yeah. you get both that sort of high-level functioning you're describing at but also a kind of a workaholism. Yes. And a lot of people kind of, you know, because the other thing we haven't got to is, you know, what's it like when your survival personality designed by your eight-year-old crashes when you're in your 40s say
0: Mm. and we're we're going to get to that in just a second
1: yeah often it's losing a job often it's losing a job in other words you're off the timetable and that that is can be very bewildering from the boarding school survivor and yeah and even now,
0: just listening to you, I've always had this incredible intuitive, well, I say intuitive, innate innate um, sense of time. I could, I could tell you what time of the day it is at any given point, just because it's just drilled, 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 drilled. And I'm usually, I don't wear watches as much anymore nowadays. That's
1: that's also an anxiety thing where you actually yeah. have to know exactly where you are. Yeah. 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 I guess one other thing, just want to say before we, we move on from this topic is that a lot of the proponents of boarding school say there's two things they say. One is they say if a child's in an unhappy family, it's better off being out of it in a boarding school. Um, well, you, try telling that to social workers. Social workers do all they can to keep children in families these days, and the yeah. reason is that children have something they give to a family as well. They give their love and they give their attention. Mm and taking a child out of the family is also bad for the family. Yeah. It's bad for the parents, it's bad for them, not just for the child. And, you know, take them out when they're 16, by all means, but not when they're eight. You know? Yes. Yeah. Because you're all your formative influence period going on in these things. And the other thing is they talk about some of the proponents born in school say, well, they learn to live in a community. But hang on a minute. It's not a community. It's a bunch of kids of the same age and some masters. And there's yeah. a few age difference between a community is people of all ages, all genders, animals, you know, people who are healthy, people who are sick, people who are rich, who are poor. That's a community. It's, it's it involves a lot of diversity. Yeah. Yes. So a boarding school is not a community, it's an institution.
0: Homogenization. <laughs>
1: And a lot of studies have been done on institution, notably by a guy called Groffman in, in the early 60s. And, and institutions really have their own life. And, and boarding schools are not communities, they're institutions, I'm afraid to say.
0: Hmm. The question I asked you earlier on when I said, you know, what are some of the positive aspects? Um, I guess I was also not just about the facilities and the concentrated time. What are some of the positive aspects that people take into life i mean i for one found that within 12 months of leaving boarding school i i was all right in myself to go and travel and explore the world for four months by myself go off and backpack where a lot of people around me were either older doing that or 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 doing it in pairs or threes and i I was fine and so I, i don't want to sit here and just bag it all out there were some positive characteristics what what are some of those things that you have seen in in in
1: the work that you've done well it's no it's true that's all true that yeah on the other hand on the other hand i remember when i was traveling with my girlfriend i would get up early in the morning go out and have a recce and if eventually she she would say what the fuck are you doing why are you, you, you You know, you're on survival mode again. Yeah,
0: I think actually that's probably why I really enjoyed travelling. Taking that survival mode to another level and demonstrating that it can still work and still do the. Sorry,
1: the more you get into this, you know, you realise how all interlaced it is. It is, and we're very good at survival, but actually, can we just live? Yeah, just chill the fuck out. That's. That's when, 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 you know, when we go on the therapeutic journey of, of, of recovery, that's, that's what we call it. I call it a journey from survival into living. Yeah. That's what it's so, about.
0: So let's get to it now. You know, you, you go into yeah. the world, you, you, you probably end up with a relatively decent, high functioning job. And on the surface, it looks all good. And, you know, because you can hold a conversation and be witty and confident, as long as you're not one of those crushed people, you know, Everything looks good. When do the wheels start to come off?
1: Yeah, well, so let's on? say it could be when your first child is born and you, you come across raw vulnerability and power. Yeah. Oh, oh cracky. Move my fan. Sorry. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. So it could be when your first child is born. Uh, ironically enough, that was my father ringing. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, perfect. Perfect. He's is he? He's perhaps feeling the vibe. Uh, was your father a <laughs> <it> too? Maybe. <laughs> Sorry. So the question.
0: Was, <laughs> so the question was, w- when did the yeah. wheels start coming off?
1: <laughs> See, folks, we got it it's all happening live here on the the, the, the Don't we any Program. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. It (laughs) it, it, it could be when a child is born or certainly very often when you've got a child reaches eight or something like that yeah and you look at yourself and you think, oh my god you know I was like I was so big yeah yes because you feel very grown up and big boy or big girl stuff like that but no, you you know when you as for an adult perspective, you see this little child, you think, oh, my God, they wanted to get me out of that home and into an institution. Yeah. Yeah. So then you can then you can either hit your grief or your anger. Yeah. It could also be something like losing your job, like we were saying, when the timetabling stops. It could be losing a losing a relationship. It's often some kind of crash. The psyche works like that. The psyche kind of crashes at a certain point. And that's yeah. an opportunity to reintegrate stuff that hasn't yet been integrated. That's yeah. how the psyche works. So it's, it's not almost linear development in the psyche.
0: Say so that again, sorry.
1: The psyche doesn't work off linear development. No. The psyche, the psyche, when it's safe enough, when it's possible, actually, to start integrating stuff, some of your functioning self may crash a bit so that you go down into yourself. And that's when it's incredibly helpful to get an informed therapist to work with because it's very hard to do it on your own
0: yes it really is yes. oh the world starts to come in and everything you thought you knew yeah
1: and the thing not, is for us boarding should. school survivors to realize you need somebody you're not fully independent self-sufficient and all the things are on the brochure of those school catalogs Yes. yeah itself <laughs> it's to ask for help is very difficult if if you, if you to be independent self-sufficient yeah
0: with the when when to, to continue my uh, phrase? When the wheels come off for someone, uh, when when the crash occurs, is it? Do you think that um, I, is is it that you know that there's almost like a sense of psyche energy fatigue of running this, um, you know this this persona. And and it can no longer do it. And it's just, for want of a better word, knackered. Um, Or is there, or, and or, is there like the, you get to a place where that little aspect of yourself, that true self part of you almost goes, it, it, it's time for us to have some sunshine, please. Well. Um, do, do you see what I mean?
1: Um, I do. I mean, I think it's it's slightly more complex in that, Mm. The notion of what is the true self is a very complex philosophical one, yes. And I, I, I won't go into that, but certainly what is true is that you've erected what uh Winnicott called a full self, yes yeah. that's what I call strategic survival personality, and you've erected that as a protector, yeah, and in place of a parent but also as an identity. That's where body school syndrome is, is different from other syndromes. The, yeah. the survival self is both an identity and a parent looking after one. Right. Yeah. And the, 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 the issue is, we talked about, do, do you run out of energy? Well, it does take a lot of energy to keep that survival self going. It's true. And so you do get energy back when you stop doing it. Mm. But I think it's more like, you know, it it was invented by an eight-year-old or a 10-year-old or 11-year-old something like this Is it likely that it's going to last throughout life because it's invented from the perspective of an eight-year-old's outlook on the world? Yes, so I don't think it's likely And you see the psyche as a whole both wants to protect you. So the psyche creates the protected self yeah yes and psyche wants you to become more realistic at a certain point yeah so the first chapter in my book the making of them is called um, breakdowns can be breakthroughs yes so not to be afraid of that i had to learn that in my own life not to be afraid of the breakdown because actually it means the psyche is saying okay you're ready to integrate something more now mm. and here's the thing if you've been if you've been to the to the to, to been a little survivor at boarding school you know in this you know with all the elite advantages and secret internal disadvantages and you you, you 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 the psyche starts to break down and you follow that you trust in the psyche and you follow that and you come out you know many of the people i know who've done that journey become very very deep human beings and have gone very deeply into themselves, and it's yep. very uh rewarding and revealing path to take.
0: It's almost turning it into a an enormous gift later down the yeah. track.
1: Well, it's certainly it's 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 I'd say it's like a it's a psycho-spiritual path to follow that. Yes. Uh, it's it's actually.
0: Um, incredibly enlightening f- to hear you say that, because yes, it explains a lot of the things that I am drawn to now, and it—I it, it, I see it as—it <clears throat> was originally designed to take you in one place, but it's almost now taking you to a completely different place a a making of a making of me at a level and a depth that is far deeper than what was originally designed for
1: that's beautiful Bryn. yeah i love that yeah yeah it's very touching
0: yeah and you know that's like that's taking a very long long long-term view on someone's life yes even if the origin of it started at eight years old.
1: Yes, that's right, that's right.
0: Hmm, hmm. And so what does, um, what does therapy typically look like? I mean, is well, it, it, it all just yeah. talk, or is it other, other oh. modalities? You see,
1: I, you see uh, it's best of, it, 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 it's best to find a, therapy who's, who, a therapist who understands the subject. And there's, a, you know, there's all kinds of disciplines in th- therapy, but they should, you know. <clears throat> whilst I'm an inveterate publicist of, of my books, you know, there's about five of them now on the subject out uh, in Britain. Uh, you know, get your therapist to, you know, train your therapist. Get them mm. to read it because not, not they don't all know about boarding school syndrome and what we do in britain is that we 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 have we do um therapeutic workshops uh four-day workshops so we run them over two weekends and we run them in groups with men and we run them in groups with women because you know one of the things is you learn bad habits in groups of other men uh and you can unlearn them too and, yes. and you, get these, yes. you get people together and they're telling stories and they find so many similarities in the sort of syndrome that they never yeah. had a, never really discussed before in a safe place that's really good so a combination of that sort of group work and individual work is the best and your own that, reading
0: that's an interesting point right there because i, I was i was saying to someone only the other day when i was mentioning that i'd started to looking at this and i was going to speak to you is that um i can spot it i can pretty much spot a, another ex-border from a mile away it's really yeah. not difficult. And and you know it, it doesn't take much, um, and you can have you can sort of within a short period of time you know confirm that, but you'll never have a conversation about it. You will never acknowledge stuff uh, no. unless it unless it's a high jinks, high drama story. Well, you
1: you need to be very safe to do that. Hundred, yes. And so so if you can set up that safety in a social way so much mm-hmm. better but it's it's it, 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 it's it's very difficult yeah. so that's what we do in our workshops you know we prepare people you know people sign up a year in advance very often and 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 we have people come you know we have people coming over from the states and canada and things like that and even australia to do the workshops it's a big deal for them yeah. you know and we set it up very safely and we have two very skilled facilitators running these things, because just beginning to take the cork out of the bottle there and talk about it, like you're saying, already that's really breaking the mold.
0: Yeah, that's completely alien to everything that you've been programmed and conditioned
1: up for. That's right. And then, you know, then of course, towards the end of the workshops, we try to help them with a sort of a tool bag of, of, you know how to stop running your life on the survival personality hmm that because that and that's you know that's difficult it's, you've learned that over many years You it's ingrained so that's not easy i'm not giving you any false hopes that that's an easy project but it's a worthwhile one like you were yeah. saying just
0: yeah yeah because you, you're not gonna it's, you know, it's not like the modern-day online coaching phenomenon of two weekends and you'll be
1: cured. No. no, no, that's all bullshit.
0: It is. It is so bullshit. And so. So. I guess it, it, that sets the context to understand now more about. The, the core of British culture and, and, and the, the colonies and everything that, that you know, we, we created through our empire. If the, the
1: you're, you're completely right. And that's where I went when somebody came to me sort of, I suppose about 10 years after the making of them was out and published and said, look, why don't you write something else, maybe a bit simpler, shorter about it? i said no i don't want to go there again and then we had that this was 2009 the 2010 election where uh cameron and all his cronies were elected in and i was you know it was jaw-dropping for me i've because i I've thought, oh my god we you, you know I, I, we're british people even the working classes are electing these people i've been speaking about their Pathology. So then, I wrote my book, Wounded Leaders. And when I looked at the impact, the impact that this had on our society and our politics, mm. and went more into the history, and uh, I talked a lot about the First World War in that, in that book, and um, uh, I, I showed how that. Uh, dysfunction and ban on vulnerability was woven woven into our public life at a very deep level and how <clears throat> those who have disowned their vulnerability how on earth could they be expected to understand the vulnerability of others mm. and you know that's that's very big in England and, and you know, to a certain extent you've got that in Australia as well I think um, You know, you've got quite a lot of boarding schools in Australia. On the one hand, understandable because of the big distances.
0: Because of the rural regional impact, yes. You've
1: got got some places that that punch at a pretty high level too, in terms of their elitism. Um, And you've had quite a lot of scandals in them lately as well. So, uh, because you, you know, you can't expect institutions without bullying and abuse and without sexual abuse. It's, you know, that's... You know what I say is, is that normalized neglect is the context that abuse inevitably occurs in, and you've yeah. got normalized neglect on very big scale, and you've got a inter- transgenerational problem, and so we've got a ruling class in Britain who are very out of touch with ordinary people, and on, on we rumble. Mm. And the European Union is a big threat because actually it's not quite like that over there. Yeah.
0: It's very They've good. got social
1: democracies in, in Europe. In Britain hasn't been able to set up a social democracy. And it's because of this top-down class-ridden situation that we've still got and perpetuate through the boarding schools. Mm. That's the engine of it.
0: Yeah, and then that sets that sets a context and a a set of role models for leadership and how you should be and all all of that. And um, yeah, yeah.
1: And then of course, you know, we had people like myself coming, you know, grew up in the 60s and 70s who started to turn away from things like the boarding school. And then blow me down, we had Harry Potter and the whole thing got mythologized all over again. Yeah. Wow.
0: I didn't even think about that. Yes. Yeah. yeah kids all having fun all day. Exactly. In, in the spirit of what your mother sold you on.
1: Yeah, That's right.
0: <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Has there ever been any studies on the impact to the mothers and fathers who send their kids
1: away? It's a terribly difficult thing to, to, to study with academic research for for a number Mm. of reasons and that is uh, firstly there's a massive financial lobby worth billions in Britain very very protected at all the highest ranks of society and the second thing boarding school syndrome is very very difficult to research because how do you study something which kind of actually begins at eight but doesn't come out until the person say 30 40 50 yes very difficult Uh, however you have to look at some of the some of the evidence which is around there so if you look in in britain the unicef reports always report throughout britain unhappiest teenagers Hmm. Um, very very uh odd attitudes to parenting yes so all those sort of things and often, often i would say to people actually hey, you know a ch- i certainly know when i was you know I, I i got two sons and and being a parent to them bloody hell that was the hardest thing i ever did especially when they were teenagers you know yes. uh, ain't nothing makes you grow up like being a parent <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. How are we doing on time? How are we doing on time, Brian? We're good. good.
0: We're good. We're very good. I guess, um, in, interestingly, um, and it's almost like a piece of serendipity in that this week I have been talking to you about this, um, splitting, um, from one, from the true self to the, to the this this strategic survival persona and last week i ended up talking to um a well-respected researcher in the world of narcissism and and that too we were talking about true self and false self and and stuff like that it i don't know sort of know where i'm going with this question but there's almost something about a clinical there's always something about a, a, a clinical trauma that going to boarding school brings to somebody who does it. And, and, and this almost splitting that then gets reconciled later that with a lot more, I don't know, force or gusto, which is my sort of experience. Yet it strikes me that just because somebody didn't go to boarding school, that this sort of impact and collision with the world, um, doesn't happen. And and that they themselves will create some sort of other self. And I just wonder whether, you know, almost, almost like I said earlier on, with it being quite a deep gift in the fact that because it was so clean and clinical at the age of eight, that I've sort of come back in the age of 40. And that for for another person who where it's been a more gradual departure, that. That That may never reconcile in quite the way, do you see where I'm going with that if that makes sense
1: yeah, i mean it's a very complex yeah. thought and question isn't it and and I think the whole nature to the whole discussion of of, of about, the, about a true self and a false self is 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 very challenging philosophically, but mm. I, I think one thing we could say. About this is why I like the, the psychohistorical perspective. It, yes. Is that that from the Enlightenment onwards, and certainly from the French Revolution onwards, you've got and you, you, you've got and you've got the industrial revolution. From the beginning of the industrial age, we have taken ourselves, the whole of humanity, on a big journey away from the natural world. Yes in 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 a sort of in 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 pursuit of progress Mm. in pursuit of our rational superiority to the world and animals and things like that and we're beginning to review that now and we're beginning to see the costs of that yeah and you know you could say the whole of humanity has been busy putting up a sort of a false self over what I call the inner indigenous. Yes. And in the inner indigenous, what I call that, that, that in a way that natural self has got a lot of spontaneity, a lot of emotions. It's, it's raw and sexual and things like that. And we're sort of, we, we've been, we've been coating that with rationality and, and with progress and that the British, System of boarding school is absolutely the, the, a, a perfect element at 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 developing that kind of estranged self. Yes, uh, which functions terribly well in other institutions like in politics, in the army, in the church, in business,
0: uh, building to, empire.
1: But, <laughs> take back the empire. Of course, it of Course that was the 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 original motivation to develop, you know, administrators of the British Empire, you're right. Yes. Yeah, and we haven't even mentioned that, but take it out of that environment and into the one where the natural self is more yes. apparent, which is actually in the family, it functions very badly in general. Yes. So the, the breakdown of that self is liable to be in the family. And also, and, and it's not just, it's not just an internal, Sort of psychospiritual adventure, as we've been saying, it also means you have to come home to relationship, to to being a social being, yes, to being a family being, yeah, to being a body, yes, and, and 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 that journey, in that journey, that's where the true wisdom is to be had, because you, then you can take your refined. Uh, uh, Mental apparatus and and use that to help you on that journey uh, that's great
0: mm, that's a fantastic answer to a probably one of the most ill formed <laughs> questions i've <I'm>
1: asked <laughs>
0: well but it's just it's it's one of those things isn't it when when you have this epiphany um you start to see things in the world um you start to see things through a lens and 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 once once yeah so it was very valuable to be able to ask that question hmm so last couple of questions I'd like to ask you is um so what have you learned about yourself through all of this
1: oh well I keep learning about myself you know Um, I keep learning what you know what it's like to be on the inside a very private person who can actually manage social situations in a particular way, but not for too long. So true. So that I'm learning to be as present as I can in relationship. That's the most important thing to me, to be present. And then I know at a certain time, whoa, I need to back off, refuel, come back again. Yeah.
0: And the whole, the whole label of extrovert and introvert really doesn't help. Does it? No, it doesn't help. It doesn't help. Cause you're both.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> hmm. The last question that I like to ask my guests is, um, it's a nice hypothetical question is, uh, and, and I've just tweaked it recently is if you could, um, upload a single question, Into the collective consciousness, so everybody just pauses and spend five or six minutes deeply thinking about it. What would that be?
1: Well, I I I have I have a gendered question here. I would I would say for the men is what are the, what is the work you need to complete that your father wasn't able to do? Oh. And perhaps for the women, you know, for their mothers, what their mother wasn't able, something like that. Fantastic.
0: Fantastic. Nick, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today. <laughs> yeah, me um, too. It's
1: been a very nice interview. Thank you.
0: It's, um, yeah, it's, it's an absolute treat to speak to somebody who's, um, yeah, can talk about this in it such great depth and and wit as well at the same time so <laughs> yeah so if, if people wanted to find your works they're um, they're all on amazon aren't they
1: yes i mean go to go to uh, boarding www.boardingschoolsurvivors.co.uk uh the books are certainly amazon you i don't know how they work in the rest of the world i'm not sure i haven't checked out all the all the all the Amazon sites, but uh, you can my distributor as well. And yeah, um, it's been very nice. Thank you. Thank you, Bryn. Thank you very much. Okay, cheers.